This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and directors at camphacker.tv. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. This podcast is dedicated to what many professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, staff orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all the promises that you make to parents and customers the rest of the year. Before we begin, I would like to have my co-hosts introduce themselves. So why don't we start with our neighbors to the south? We'll start with Ruby. I'm Ruby Compton. I'm the Summer Camp Program Director at Green River Preserve in Western North Carolina in the Blue Ridge Mountains. We're a summer camp focused on connecting children with nature, and we do that on a 3,400-acre private wildlife preserve. Great. Thank you. And my fellow Canadian. Hi, my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro. Uh, Camp World is an all-girls camp in the Laurentian Mountains, and we focus on positive girl community, and we also have a linguistic program. Excellent. And I'm Beth Allison. I am one of the owners of Camp Hacker, along with my husband, Travis. And I was a camp director for 15 years with Travis in the Muskoka area of Ontario, Canada. We were a co-ed camp and eventually had five camps under our belts. And now uh, we are camp consultants. My big passion is staff training. So uh, this podcast is one of my favorite things to do. Today, our topic is staff training themes. And this one was a tough one for me because I had to rattle my brain and go back way far in time and try to remember themes that we have done. Um, but when they came to me, I remembered a lot of great um, moments in camping. So we'll talk about those later on. But before we do, Ruby, could you just tell us why we've chosen this topic today? Sure thing. So if we want our staff to feel a part of the excitement and energy and to understand how camp will work, we need to get them on board as soon as possible, uh, maybe even before they arrive. So we have themes with the campers during our programming, but we also need to have themes with the staff. They allow us to be creative, to have fun, but also reinforce the ideas we are trying to instill. Themes allow our staff to feel like they are a part of something bigger than themselves. And they're able to say, hey, remember in 2009, we loved that theme. Um, it also allows the directors to put a new spin on the same stuff we cover from year to year and potentially incorporate different medias to appeal to those, uh, those different learning styles that we have on staff. Great. Thank you. So we're going to dive right in. Gabrielle, what was one of your favorite themes that you have done in staff training? Um, one of my favorites was uh, when we had a, a big changeover year. Um, we had a very large changeover year. Uh, we had a great summer the year before, but it's just one of those things that camps go through where mm -hmm. um, a lot of your staff aren't returning. So we had a lot of new staff. And our theme uh, was we are making history. And we talked about how at camp it's actually part of our history to have these uh, cycles, these changeover years. And uh, we looked at all the different years where we where we had those changes and um, some of the really positive things that came out of it. And so uh, the the whole link was first, this is part of our history when when there's a change over year, and also uh, we have the power to make history. Um, this is a great time to to implement change. And so 
We also met with a lot of our returning staff members. We talked about what direction we want to go in uh, with camp. How do we want to run staff training so that um, our new staff members know you know, what really what our camp is all about and what do we want to model for them. And it was such a powerful summer that our next summer um, uh, session was our training, you know, our returning staff were, were asking, are we going to meet again? Are we going to talk about what direction we're going to go this year? So I really, really enjoyed uh, uh, that theme. Nice. Great. I love that idea. Um, mm-hmm. it, it has some deep roots in it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, were there specific things that you remember doing in that week of training in terms uh, of history? Yeah. I mean, th- one of the things um, uh, that I got from actually from you, Beth, was um, we really want to introduce to our staff, you know, who we who we are. And some of our re- a lot of our returning staff, we realized, yes, we give them the regular slideshow, you know, where camp comes from and the founders, but we never took out had an opportunity to take out all of our archives and really look mm. at it. And um, so we did a, a, a big exercise where we put all of these um, photos, these old, old photos on on the ground and, and not so old photos um, and talked about, you know, what, how the gift of uh, what this, the previous summer gave to us and what is going to be our gift to the next summer. And um, we highlighted a lot of the different uh you know, changes throughout the, throughout the years and what, how camp got better and better, um, because of, of these, uh, these contributions and that we're sitting on, on the shoulders of, or standing Mm -hmm. on the shoulders of people that, that had a vision and, uh, we're continuing that vision. So just a sort of a quiet walk, looking at all the images by themselves and reflecting was one of my, my favorite. And we had, of course, like fairy lights up and, uh, it was done in silence and, uh, it was quite moving. Um, and then we had also people, write down on, on uh, big pieces of paper what they're experiencing when they're looking at certain certain images. And some of our new staff had some really insightful things. They're commenting on what people were doing and, uh, you know, that they felt so privileged to be part of a place that had such a large history. Um, and I think this is something that you can do even if your camp has been around for 15 years. Um, that's that's young in camp, in camp years, but it, it, there's a lot of, there's still a lot of steps that have, have brought you to to that or do a reverse thing where are we going to be what are they looking at when they see us you know today so maybe do a reverse one if if you don't have a large history um so yeah that was one of our it was a very easy one to do but it was it was very very powerful nice and I love the idea of talking with young adults about legacy and Mm -hmm. how they're going to leave their legacy and and um it's one of my favorite things to do with staff so I love that idea of doing a a week of history Thanks. Yeah, it's great. No Ruby, problem. what do you got for us? Sure. So um, one of the themes that I think is a great idea, there's lots of movies out there that you could very easily expand into a staff training theme. And one that I actually have never seen this happen, but I think it's brilliant. And I think it could be <laughs> a lot of fun. And this time of year is actually the time to start planning for it because it's a theme based on the movie Elf. 
Uh, uh, if you've ever yes. watched the movie with Will Ferrell, he is so happy and innocent and just eyes wide open to the world, but just thrilled about everything. And you could totally see how that would relate to our staff. It's almost like when our campers and our parents walk on to camp property, they just are greeted with these people that seem totally unreal, but genuine, but just totally unreal <laughs> because nobody's ever this happy. But that's the world that we create at camp. Uh, and so it, very easily you could see how you could haul out those old Christmas decorations and put them up and around, um, you know, have Santa's workshop where you're working on skills and, and developing whatever that, that cool toy or game is going to be for the summer. Um, there's just so many ways you could take it and you can use a lot of the clips in that movie mm-hmm. uh, to energize your staff and get them thinking about how they can act and and um, just so many things that are fun about it. So that's just one to kind of get the wheels turning. And, and if you're needing some inspiration on a staff training theme, maybe go back and watch that movie now and you might find all sorts of things that will relate. It's a great movie. My family, my boys are now 24 and 28 and we, the four of us sit down every Christmas and still watch that movie together. Um, <laughs> but, but I came across a couple of years ago, 10 life lessons that you can learn from Elf. Um, and I came across it online. Mm-hmm. So um, if anybody's looking for it, they can just message me and I can send it to you. It's not mine. Um, it's someone else has come up with it, but it's um, really great things um, and life lessons that we can take from Elf, which I think would maybe contribute to a bit of that training theme. But anything that has to do with Christmas is always one of my favorites anyway. Um, it was me trying <laughs> not to do Christmas every year. Um, that was the problem. Um, one of the themes uh, that we did one year, we had a year where we found like our staff had become so intent on what they were teaching and what their jobs were. And everybody was so serious about um, their role, which is fantastic and not a problem you want to complain about. But we decided to do a theme of leadership training called Come as a Child. And so everything that we did around it was about childhood. So, you know, when they arrived on the first day, they were greeted by their favorite childhood characters. And so uh, we went very Canadian. And I don't know if these shows were ever shown um, in the States, but they were greeted by the Friendly Giant and Mr. Dress Up and, um, you know, characters that were Mr. Rogers, those kinds of people who were very gentle, um, lovely souls in our childhood. We made time every day to play with balloon animals, with bubbles, um, to play for the sake of play. We played Mother May I and Red Light, Green Light, and we built a fort and we ate lunch in it. And every day after lunch, we had story time with blankets. Um, and Mr. Rogers came out every day and, you know, took his sweater off or took his jacket off, put his sweater on, sat down, read the story. Um, and that was the year that we did a lot of creative things with our hands. We made a 3D map of our summer camp, our actual camp on the first day, so that that was our tour um, for new people rather than um, simply just uh, getting a tour. They could stand back and see it in 3D, but it took, you know, two or three hours for them to make, and it was a great team building exercise. Um, Our business meeting that year was held in superhero headquarters, so everybody had to come dressed up and go in the secret way, which was through a window. (laughs) It was kind of difficult, but it was fun to watch. Um, uh, One of our sessions we had as a tea party uh, where we had, you know, special cups and saucers and tea and little sandwiches and we all dressed up, um, but we still had our session that way. We made puppets together and used them throughout training to um, have them work out sessions, um, work out topics about ch- working with children and all those kinds of things, but we used their puppets. 
Um, one of the evenings, um, we, we had an evening program, which we do every night at leadership training. We squeeze one in at the end just so that they can have some fun and see how we would like to have evening programs run. So we had a birthday party with, you know, pin the tail on the donkey and musical chairs and all those kinds of things. But we would debrief and discuss these things as we went. So we would talk about how these games of childhood could be made more inclusive or, um, you know, like musical chairs, if you got out, what could you do now? Could you help judge or could you go on to do other activities and ways in which we could incorporate that? But just having that mindset of being a child, we had uh, our uh, site director, um, Adam Brown, TAPS is his camp name, one of my favorite people on the planet, took them out, all of the staff into the forest and played with no toys, with no equipment, with nothing for an hour. They just played. And I still have staff who will come and tell me that 10 years, you know, eight years later, that that was their very favorite time at camp going into the woods and building forts and making, you know, magical fairies and all that kind of stuff. So it really helped um, make training focused on the children who were coming uh, as well as give them a good time. So it was one of my favorites to come as a child. Uh, Gav, have you got another one? Um, what I have is um, epic fail. So this wasn't <laughs> something that we that we were, you know, say okay, our theme for this, the our staff training is epic fail. But it was it was a theme in within our sessions and within what what we were doing um, that was, if you will, subconsciously added. So what we noticed was a lot of our staff members were having, they were trying to be perfect. So perfect at their skits, perfect at um, uh, speaking their second language, uh, you know, uh, perfect at, at almost anything they're doing. And they had, they were putting a lot of pressure on themselves. And so we wanted to flip that and celebrate um, the failures, the epic failures when somebody put themselves out there. And so purposely at the beginning of um, our staff training, we had, uh, some of our uh, leadership team members do skits and um, on purpose not do very well and <laughs> call it like epic fail. And it was just introduced in a in a light way so that staff members started to get that it as long as you're trying hard, as long as you're putting yourself out there, that's what we want our campers to do. Um, and so uh, it just became started became a thing. Like you know, like I I that was an epic fail and. Um, uh, it really created an environment where trying was was the was the goal and not necessarily succeeding. And uh, it also allowed staff members to ask more questions, um, you know, to 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 say, "I don't understand this." And we saw quite a strong shift in our staff members, and a lot of pressure uh, was alleviated because they knew they didn't have to be uh, this, you know, sort of perfectionist type. And um, how we also knew that that was that that was the type of group that was going to be coming in because you're always looking at the type of staff that you have was the CIT year the year before we really noticed that within this group there was a lot of strong um, uh, they just want they just cared so much about camp they just wanted to show that they they knew how to do everything so we figured as they came in if we have some of the older staff members saying this is what it means to be staff you 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 try and you're it's cool it's cool to try and it's okay to, to fail. So um, that wasn't like an outright theme, but it was something that we had uh, implemented and it was, it worked marvelous, marvelous, marvelously. <laughs> Merveilleusement. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, epic fail, crushed it. (laughs) (laughs) And then you sort of ran that through your training, which is great. Yeah, we ran it through the training. There's a great activity that John Jorgensen runs, which is, I think, in Carl Ronke's Silver Bullets, which is called Trash Ball. And um, it's it's so wonderful how Jorgie runs it, and I run it myself. And it's basically, you have a ball and that you make out of trash, which is paper and tape. And um, uh, you you come up with a cool move with your with a partner. And, you you know, the cooler the move, you know, the bigger you ch- the cheer you get. Mm-hmm. And um, once they do their cool move, the rest of the group is supposed to try to copy that cool move. And the role of the facilitator when when those two people are doing their cool move is to do a recap of how uh, they did this cool move. And hopefully the two first people that go have a little, make a mistake, like one drops the ball. Um, and so the facilitator will emphasize that this is very important. Beth purposely moved her hands and the ball bounced off her shoulder. So everybody make sure that that's the, that, that you're getting all these parts. So people start to get that, um, because they just try to make the coolest move, they're not going to get it perfectly. And so you start with sort of activities like that at the beginning mm-hmm. and I uh, say, now that's a cool move. And of course we debrief it and, uh, yeah. Nice. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Thank you. Ruby. Cool. Uh, so the theme that we did last year during staff training was a university theme. And I had visions of it being like Hogwarts and people walking around <laughs> in robes and whatever else. We didn't quite get that far. But some of the things that we did that I thought were pretty fun um, was we made a really subtle change on our letterhead. And so above our logo where we had our lo- the triangle logo and underneath it, Green River Preserve, we put right above it, University of. And it was a really subtle thing, but that was the letter that was included in the packet that the staff got when they arrived at camp. Um, We set up the schedule, kind of like a class schedule. There was homework every night because I give homework regardless during staff training. So that fit in really well. Um, We had some elective sessions where Mm. folks could choose which activity or session they wanted to go to. Um, And my all-time favorite thing that we did is we did a graduation ceremony. And a lot of this theme really stemmed from trying to figure out what was going to be on the back of our T-shirts. Uh, as much as I prized and just cherished my my first staff T-shirt that said staff on the back of it, um, a lot of times with, with Green River, we try to put something else on the back of the T-shirt. Um, so my first summer, it was Safety Patrol. Uh, this past year, it was Campologist, which we totally uh, borrowed from a couple other camps nice. that I, I um, saw on the Summer Camp Pros Facebook page when I posed the question of like, what do you put on the back of your T-shirt? So I loved the idea of our staff becoming experts in camp and getting their their campologist degree. And so we took all the hats from the costume closet and we ordered tassels and we put tassels <laughs> on all the hats. And nice. so before this graduation ceremony, all the staff, you know, got a hat out of the costume bin and had a tassel on it. Um, we set up a podium on our deck and chairs and the staff sat in line and had to order themselves in alphabetical order. And, um, when they, when their name was called, they were handed a rolled up, uh, their rolled up t-shirt. It was their, their staff t-shirt and it had a little ribbon wrapped around it. It looked just like a diploma and we shook hands and called everybody's formal name. And we had a graduation speaker, my intern that summer wrote an incredible speech that was all the cliche things that you hear in a graduation (laughs) speech, but also really relating them to camp too. 
Um, and then we had a big lunch afterwards, a celebration, and we played every graduation song that's ever existed or all the really <laughs> cheesy songs that you always hear at graduation ceremonies. Uh, but really trying to uh, point out the, the fact that this is the beginning. You know, you hear that at graduation ceremonies, like this is the end of one chapter, but the beginning of another. And you've been given all these skills and you always have this group of people that you can call on. All those things that you hear at a graduation ceremony, I think, are equally as true um, on the last day of staff training. And the other thing that it did is it set up our community for we are going to continue to learn. We are going to always have opportunities for learning, always have opportunities for teaching throughout the rest of the summer. Um, and so that was a lot of fun and, and just something that I really enjoyed and, and worked really well for our camp because we are a camp that serves a lot of gifted children and a lot of our staff come in uh, with very academically rigorous you know, schedules in the other part of their lives. And so we didn't want to create that kind of stress, but it is a little bit comforting to come in and see some of these terms that you're used to and that that's the world that they're coming from. Most of them are coming from a university atmosphere. Um, so it, it brings a, a little bit of comfort to their day when they're first getting started. Uh, but we had a lot of fun with it. There's so much more we could do with it, and I'm super excited about that and, and kind of redoing it again in the future. But graduation was super fun. Nice. I really like that one. Uh, one year, and I had to go back 10 years, almost 11, I guess, for this one, but um, it was in 2004. And it was the year that reality TV really hit the airwaves, and it was this big thing to have reality television shows. So um, we wanted to focus on the real reality that they were having at summer camp. So um, we invited them for a week of GMC TV. So um, it was Glenmore Camp Total Vision is what uh, TV stood for. And so we built a, a large, like six foot remote control um, that was in the the dining hall in our session area for the week. And so when they, if you have, kind of have to think back 10 years to old technology, but when they arrived at camp, they got a letter where we had put in every every um, command that's on a remote control into the letter. So it was like, welcome to this remote wilderness. Your adventure is about to begin. It's time to recall the wonders of childhood, play, turn up the volume, or turn it down as the case may be. Sometimes maybe even to mute, mute it, um, pause once in a while to enjoy your surroundings, select from our amazing camp menu, learn as much info as possible, and cancel all ideas of a boring summer in the city. Let's all get on the same page, tap into your power, and picture yourself as an amazing member of the staff of 2004. It's time to channel your energy in the right direction, display your gifts and talents, and let us guide you in your journey. So it was this whole sort of intro to rea a new reality. Um, and we even went so far as to have an envelope for every person who drove a staff member to camp. And so it was their nomination. So we did the Emmys through the week and the parents got or family member got um, a nomination for a supporting role. Um, and so they had a letter inside thanking them for driving their staff members to camp and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. We did, because this was back 10 years, but uh, one of the nights we did Trading Spaces. I don't know if anybody remembers that show, but I'm kind of dating myself. But we had the cabins, staff cabins trade with one another and they did a makeover of the other 
cabin group's cabin. Um, so they decorated, they put up great posters of affirmation, they left love notes, um, they put up curtains, you know, it was all kinds of stuff. And we had a host and a film crew and the big reveals where we got to go around and see all the cabins that were done. We did Glenmore's Next Top Model and showed what a staff member should really look like. Um, the remote control that was in the dining hall allowed staff to run up and press the pause button if they needed us to stop in the middle of a session and kind of um, look into something further or press the rewind button during a session if they needed something repeated. So um, if they had a question and we needed to take a pause. Um, on Saturday morning, we had Saturday morning cartoon pajama breakfast uh, with sugary cereals, which we never had at camp, but um, you know, it was a special thing. Um, we did a fear factor night where they had to eat dirt and worms, which of course is that you know pudding and gummy worm thing. Uh, we did a what not to wear episode so that they could see what to wear at camp. Like, you know, they didn't wear backless shoes or that kind of stuff. Um, we lit the flames on the last night, uh, like Survivor, where the tribe has spoken, but um, no one ever had their flame extinguished. <laughs> that was the important part. We had TV dinners one night um, where everybody had... Um, all their dinner came wrapped in tinfoil and then we sat in front of this giant television set so each cabin was responsible for doing a show so they did like a five minute skit or song um, and we kept changing the channel so each cabin got to do that um, and then of course we finally turned off the tv and ha uh, one night and had a big family game night with a life same life-size game board so we kind of really focused on taking it away from television and and t reality shows and um, we had a session talking about the dangers of reality shows with teens and all that kind of stuff too but um, it just allowed us to kind of um, play a little bit um, with uh, important things that we had to talk about so um, it was a fun one as I recall um, but uh, it was nice to um, to relive that memory for me. <laughs> that sounds um, so great. It was fun. So fun. It was fun. And of course you can use whatever's on TV now. Um, you know, I th believe we also had a CSI night too, where we had to um, go in and, you know, take apart something like a, a bad scenario that had happened and sort of take it apart and see um, what actually took place, um, find the clues um, to the scenario, like whatever happened with a, a camper who f was crying and had run away. What's the CSI in you going to do to figure out how the, that camper got to that point? Um, so, you know, you can take any of those TV shows. Um, but of course, our big message was that we're not about living a life that's on a screen, but we're, this is the true reality. So it was fun that way. Uh, why don't we go around one more time? Gab, what do you got? Well, I was actually going to say that, um, Though our theme today is to talk about staff training themes, I've actually stopped doing themes approximately three years ago uh, for for our staff training. And uh, I'm not saying that I won't go back, but at, at one point um, what I was realizing was that I was trying very hard to fit uh, sessions and meal times into what our theme our theme was. and and um, the themes are just getting more and more elaborate that our leadership mm -hmm. team was spending so much time into developing the themes and that we were sort of starting, I think, to lose focus a little bit on our camp mission. And so mm -hmm. um, what we do now is it, it's there's always a theme. Like, I mean, you do need to have a, a purpose and, and a, a mission to inspire staff to move in a certain direction, especially for those staff members that are returning staff members. They have to feel 
part of something that's bigger than your camp. Um, so what we do is we try to focus on an aspect of our our mission, and so and what and uh, use that as a as a motivating aspect. And and I think that all of these ideas that we have right now that I'm looking at, which we will be recapping at the end of the podcast, <laughs> um, are great, great. That there's certain pieces of those that I would totally use throughout the summer. Um, um, you know, sort of childlike, uh, you know, inspiration and the educational aspect, but we've sort of toned down our themes. I think we went a little theme crazy and we mm. had to, we sort of started th- toning it down. And, um, right now it seems to be really working. And I think that if there will be a summer that, and when there will be a summer, I should say, where theme is really, will be very helpful. We will impl- implement, uh, consciously a theme. Uh, but for the moment we've actually, we've actually, uh, toned that down. Great. Well, thank you. That I, I really appreciate that different perspective on it. I think that sometimes mm-hmm. we do get too caught up in um, things. And we always used to say at camp, people before programs. So I yep. think that's what you guys came to, that realization that program was coming in front of people and you needed to to take a step back and focus on what was important, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and you still you're still like I said you still have a focus you still have a, mm-hmm. a, a moving forward, um, but um, we just uh, yeah we just toned it down a little bit and and really made it uh, you know world themed I guess. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Ruby, what's your last theme idea? I, yeah, just to add on to that, I think one of the times that a theme can be really useful is when you are looking at a really high retention rate on your staff. And that can be the time when you're like, you know, they've all seen this stuff and we can do lots of different things and do things in lots of different ways. But by putting that theme in, it does show them like this year's going to be a little different, you know, and mm-hmm. you can show that right away. So uh, I think that can be when you're when you're going back and forth between not having a theme and having a theme, that could be something that could be a catalyst for for, for thinking about jumping in and doing a more elaborate theme that year. So um, my, my last Absolutely. one I wanted to share is actually it's kind of secret because um, I, we're going to do it this summer, but <laughs> we're going to do a theater theme this summer. Um, you know, all the world's a stage, so is camp. And uh, so lots of little things that come with this. One of the things that, that as we are doing some themes going forward um, is I'm rewriting our staff manual right now. And we're hoping to set it up so that every year when we get our staff manuals printed, because we will probably continue to print them for at least a few more years, to have the cover reflect the theme. So this year it'll be a playbill, um, kind of looking like the front of a program. But the content will be the same through the rest of the staff manual, but just that cover will be different. Um, And hopefully maybe that makes it something that the staff will cherish a little more. And as they collect them and you go back and look back through the years, like, oh, I have the Playbill one and I have the one that was set up like a course catalog (laughs) at a university and I have the Christmas one, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, So some of the things that we're incorporating, lots of musical numbers, we're basically going to have a musical of the day um, and that'll relate to whatever we're talking about that day. Um, We plan to put stars on the doors of the cabins when the staff move in and um, call, put signs on the bathrooms to say like dressing room um, and like right on the mirrors, like you're a star, all those kind of things that you see in the movies. Um, 
We're going to, our big celebration at the end of staff training will be a cast party, you know, well well done, take a bow um, and let's celebrate what you've completed so far. But again, like the production is just beginning. (laughs) Um, At the end of the summer, we're going to tie it all together by our final staff banquet being the Tony Awards. And it's going to give us an opportunity to recognize some of the best performances of the summer uh, and hopefully incorporating video that we've captured, but also actual awards and, you know, um, speeches and all that kind of good stuff. I think the thing that that really creates is, again, that idea that this is a, you are on stage and you're on stage when you're working all the time. And so to understand that, and there's times when you're on stage and you're wearing costumes and you're being silly and you're being very outright, but sometimes your role is to step back uh, because you can't steal the focus because then the story doesn't happen very well. Um, So I think there's some really cool ways that thematically you can make that work. Also, I really love to have dance breaks during my staff training. I think I've talked about that before. So, you know, like they always say, why doesn't that happen in real life? Like music just comes on and people start (laughs) dancing. Well, we do that in staff training all the time anyway. So it'll especially fit this year, which is great. Uh, (laughs) But again, you know, being part of something bigger too. And that's something that I think we've seen in a lot of these themes that we've talked about um, that it's, it's not just working with kids. Like we all have to collaborate. That's a big part of working in theater, um, is that everybody's role is really important and you are a part of this larger picture, uh, to make this experience happen. Um, so yeah, theater theme, lots of fun ways you can go with that. Nice. And this is why Ruby and I are friends, because my last one has a lot to do with what she just talked about. Um, nice. So when we had when Glenmore had its 75th anniversary, our theme was like stars in the universe. And um, we took it from scripture, but we use stars in a variety of different ways. So when they arrived, they were greeted and treated like stars when they arrived with paparazzi running around taking photos and they were given VIP name tags. There were welcome baskets in the cabin groups, you know, with like M&Ms with the green ones taken out and stuff like that, like all the funny things that stars would have in their dressing room, bottles of water and so on, although they were uh, Camp Nal jeans. Um, One night we had the, or no, it was the opening night we had the star treatment so they could go around and have a spa treatment and hair wraps and nail polish and all those kinds of things. Um, We put them in constellation groups for the week. Um, we did things like we allowed people to, you know how you can go to a grocery store or sometimes Tim Hortons or something and you can buy the paper stars um, that they're selling for a charity and you put your name on it um, or they have a shoe or, you know, different things that you do that. So what we did um, was uh, they could purchase a star and hang it in the dining hall. But the way that they purchased it was to write their name on it and what they have to donate to camp to the summer. So they wrote their gifts and talents there. Um, You know, one night they came dressed as their favorite star, which was just a different play on the word. Uh, On the Saturday morning, so they arrived Friday night, and on the Saturday morning for the new people, we allowed them to buy maps to all the stars' homes and go for a tour. So that's how we kind of worked that in. We did a planet initiative where we had to do all these initiatives uh, throughout the site, but they had to stay um, in their constellation form, (laughs) which is really quite funny to watch. Um, So they had to go around the solar system. Uh, We had the Glenmore Walk of Fame one night for dinner where they had to come up and they got to put their hands in finger paint and put it onto the... um, the paper so it looked like they were putting their hands in cement and signed their name and you know there was a red carpet and flashlights uh, were on the road kind of guiding the way and what made me giggle when Ruby was talking is we did have the Tony Awards 
Um, and we had each constellation group perform a musical. So we gave them a story, um, something even as simple as like the paper bag princess. And they had time in the afternoon to work out how they would act it out and add songs in that they already knew. Um, and then awards were given out at the end of the night for best adaptation of a play and best score and best director. And amazingly, every constellation got an award. It was crazy how that worked out. Um, and then this is the year that I've talked about it before in previous podcasts, but this is the year that we put the glow in the dark stars on the ceiling of the lodge um, after we shared what our dreams and prayers were for the children um, and campers and for each other. And uh, when I was at camp last September, they, the glow in the dark stars are still on the ceiling. So um, we also talked about our impact. So stars that we see were, were there very long ago. Um, so we don't know how we will have impacted somebody down the road until years later. So um, we talked a lot about that. And I think for me, one of the things is if you're going to do a theme like that is to make sure that you carry it throughout your days at training, that it's, you know, your evening programs or your campfires or your meals or at appropriate sessions, because obviously not every session should have some sort of character dancing around in it. Um, like if you're talking about recognizing child abuse or something, it's not uh, the time and place for that. But if you if theme is important to your camp, and this is how you're setting the example, you want to make sure that your theme doesn't fall flat by day three and uh, is really lame for the rest of the session, because then it's not what you're hoping your um, staff will see and recognize for their job coming up. I also think that keeping it really as simple as possible for a, the kind of theme that you choose is key because it's the more flexible it can be and the more you can work with it is easy. So not picking something that's really, really specific, like stars, you can go anywhere with it. So keep it kind of simple. Um, I always love to have somebody on staff who is good with metaphors um, and then they can help it to the theme to sink in. Um, using the same kind of characters or repetitive th phrases throughout training really helps to s have it sink in. Um, but those need to be simple again. Um, music, banners, costumes, all that kind of stuff. So one of the things that I would always do is um, Travis and I would come up with the training and what needed, you know, what we wanted to incorporate and what the important aspects of it were and then invite our spring staff who is up and uh, those staff there for outdoor ed to really work on the theme and let them run with it because they could be so creative and so fun and um, delegating all that out made it a lot easier but it also created a lot of buy-in so um, it wasn't Travis and me sitting there coming up with everything all by ourselves a lot of the creativity even some of the stuff that I've suggested today were not my ideas, um, but those of our senior staff. So um, letting them be a part of it is really helpful too, I think. Okay. Anybody got anything else before our lovely Gab does her recap? All right. Well, then let's let Gab do that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, whether you decide to do a theme or not, these are great ideas to either pepper in throughout your, throughout your staff training or really commit and, you know, make it the star uh -huh, of your staff <laughs> training. Okay, so here are some of the things that we talked about today. Uh, we're making a history. That's for mostly when we have a lot of new, uh, new staff coming to camp. Come as a child. There's a lot of cool things you can do. For example, um, play for the sake of playing tea party puppets, birthday parties, forts, create 3D maps. 
Um, use a movie like Elf to uh, inspire that childlike wonder. Um, epic fail. Maybe don't make that the theme of your, your, of your staff training, but perhaps put that in throughout, the, throughout your staff training. We really want staff to take risks. And speaking of risks, risks, real reality. Reality TV has some pretty fun themes as long as we're making it clear that reality TV isn't maybe the best role model, but we can flip it and show how it can be. Um, stars. We talked a lot about stars a VIP, M&M's, let's take out those green ones because, <laughs> you know, green M&M's, nobody really loves them. Uh, a trash ball, uh, that's in Karawanki. And these are also things to keep in mind when you're coming up with your, your themes. Uh, is it, is it going to help enhance my staff training? Um, should I, when should I use it? Make sure that you're using uh, and involving returning staff members to help expand the theme. Um, make sure that they're in it appropriate sessions and also uh, make sure that you commit to it. If you're going to highlight that there's a theme that, that staff training, uh, that there, it really should be a big impact at the beginning, middle, and end, which is usually the theme of Camp Code, beginning, middle, and M, end. <laughs> well, that was very well wrapped up. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so here's how you can get involved. Uh, you can join us on hashtag Camp Code. We'd love to hear from you, the topics you'd like us to discuss or guests you would recommend that we talk to or any great leadership training tips that you have to share with us. We would love to hear from you because as we know, we're all about sharing in this industry. And if you have found this podcast to be useful, please leave a rating and review for us in iTunes. And you can do that simply by going to camphacker.tv slash cc underscore iTunes or tweet your love of the show by going to camphacker.tv slash campcodelove. Um, your feedback helps us keep the show going. So before we wrap up, this is how you can get in touch with us. Ruby? So you can follow me on Twitter, I'm rubylin85. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram, it's uh, rubyoutdoors. Uh, and then you can also learn more about Green River Preserve at greenriverpreserve.org. Thanks, Gab? You can follow me both on Twitter and Instagram, which is Gabrielle Rail, and Rail has two L's. And you can also check out where I work at waro.com. And you can find me, Beth, at camphacker.tv or on our website, camphacker.tv, or our new uh, adventure on Go Camp Pro, and also on Twitter at camphacker. Ruby, we have a very exciting show coming up. Would you like to tell us about it? Indeed. So uh, about this time that this podcast comes out, uh, the three of us, the Camp Code hosts, will all be in the same room and in the same town for the first time ever <laughs> since the launch of this show, which is pretty exciting. Uh, so we are going to be at ACA National in New Orleans, and we are presenting a session there, and um, we'll be getting together during that conference and recording a podcast, some of our best lessons learned uh, from the conference. We'll be talking about those. And we can hardly wait. Um, our final segment so on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And as always, we would love to hear some of your memorable moments or most effective tips. And you can tell us what they are using that hashtag camp code. Um, but this week, we're going to hear from Gabrielle. So my best practice is I got from a, from a friend who's a teacher. And basically, 
um, at the end of his lesson, he would ask, um, does anybody have questions? And as usual, as usually there's cricket sounds, uh, <laughs> or not even nothing, just books ready to be packed up and, and everybody run out of the, out of class, which is fine, except for the next day when the students would come to class, they had all these questions. They, they didn't finish their assignment properly because they didn't understand it, so on and so forth. So he started doing a very, very simple trick, which was, um, please write down your top three questions and or your top one question. And that really forced people to sit down and reflect if they did have any questions or if they were shy to ask a question, that there's a place to do so. And so I do that during my staff training now. And um, what I do with all of these questions is I actually get people to pair up and then see if they can answer those questions within uh, the team. And then if that team is stumped, then they bring it to uh, the larger group. And we also really make sure that we do this not, if we tell the staff that we're going to be done at 1030 and there's going to be a break at 1030, we don't do this exercise at 1027. I make sure that it's done at 1020. Um, but almost all of the sessions I run, they all know at, that they're going to be, there's going to be questions that are going to be asked. And uh, it really, really works. It's great. And it forces staff members to to really start thinking ahead of there are questions and it's my responsibility to know the information. Um, so I really love this tip. I, I use it all the time. That's great. Thank you for that piece of advice. I think we can all use that. So yeah. that's it for today. Uh, don't forget to join us on the hashtag camp code and thanks for the listening friends. Please remember no other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a Camp Hacker podcast, please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, Summer Camp Leadership Training and Marketing Consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.